Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and sufficient funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special, and powered by HireUp, a disability support platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. I've got a celebrity on the pod with me for this episode, one half of the phenomenal podcast duo that is the two Ps, Mandy Hose. Alongside Kate Jones, Mandy hosts Two Ps in a Podcast, a weekly audio offering exploring the ups and downs of life as parents to kids with disabilities. Both Mandy and Kate are mothers of twins with disabilities, and in this episode of NDIS Know How, I chat with Mandy about her experience of navigating the scheme on behalf of her 17-year-old daughters. Molly and Millie, to use their Two Ps podcast pseudonyms, were born nine weeks premature. They both have hemiplegia, which is a form of cerebral palsy, and Molly also has a diagnosis of intellectual disability. Mandy's girls got on the NDIS a few years ago, and from the get-go, Mandy decided to be plan-managed with support coordination. In this conversation, we cover why she chose to go this way, what it means to have support coordination, and how Mandy is feeling about the next big transition as her girls gear up to leave school and venture into adulthood. During our chat, I learned that Mandy is part of the reason we have the NGIS. She was among the group of people with disability, parents and allies who rallied together as part of the Every Australian Camps grassroots movement to get the scheme in place. We were like, we want this NDIS and we were like, we're going to try and do whatever we can in our small way to inform people about it. So, you know, all the all the learnings that I was listening to was this is going to have choice. This means, you know, I was, we were fully in the hospital system with my girls. It was all, you know, this is your physio appointments. This is your OT. This is your speech at these times, you know, four o'clock on a Tuesday. And I was just like, I can't go to all these things after school with tired children and so the idea of having choice we could choose our providers we could choose if they could maybe home visit imagine like I was just like this sounds incredible to someone who was very weary of all the appointments within the hospital system yeah Yes, so Mandy, you, I didn't even know this about you. You were one of the parents that fought for the NDIS with every Australian child well, and got a little, it in. A, a, a little bit, yeah. So we were just absolutely <laughs> pumped. Yeah. Thank you. Because I thought this is going to be great for my girls' future to have choice. And for me, as a harassed, overwhelmed woman <laughs> who was trying to keep up with everything, the idea of being able to choose our therapists um, really was appealing to me. Um, So when you started on the NDIS with the girls, when did you decide, I don't want to go like the self-managed way? Yeah, I think Molly's plan was first because she was in a specialist school. This was the most brilliant thing ever that not everybody has. But our school handed me all the paperwork. Now, they handed it in an envelope. Her her whisk, her IQ test, her speech therapy, her physio, they handed it to me. Jumping in here to let those who don't know that the WISC test Mandy mentions is the Weschler Intelligence Scale for Children, used to assess the general thinking and reasoning skills of children aged 6 to 16 years. So when I went to apply, I just sent it all in. So Whoever gets that, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the right world. 
These people are helping me. So I, you can hear my voice. I'm an overwhelmed lady. (laughs) Think about coming up with two plans. That first meeting, you know, my husband and I went. It was two hours. You know, it was grueling. Um, It was all that deficit-based stuff that I was tired of. Um, And I think in that moment, I was like, I, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to need help. So I was like, no, I would love some support coordination. I know my limits. I am not someone that can manage this. Plus going to have another plan in whatever time that was going to happen. Plus my husband has his own plan. We have three people with disabilities in our house. So he obviously manages his, but I was like, I need help. So what for those who are new to the space or even me who's been in it for ages, I don't really know what support coordination is. Can you tell me what it is? It's basically a wife, right? My (laughs) NDIS wife. (laughs) What NDIS wife do? (laughs) Oh, so her business is called We Are Collective. So it's Andrea and Felicity. And so we've interviewed them on 2Bs if anyone wants to go and have a listen. Um, They're here in, they sort of work in the north of Melbourne. So they're really experienced women. And um, yeah, so Felicity, so Andrea doesn't work with me because she's my, one of my best friends. So I work with her partner Felicity and she's just like my NDIS wife so come on Mandy we need to do this Um, I'm booking you in the OT to come come on Mandy have you done that Um, and yeah I need that so Felicity basically does everything that I'm doing at self-managing so books in all the appointments pays all the invoices yes 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 and probably even more things what else does she do and so I yeah, and I have planned um, partners does all uh, finance because I just know I'm not a finance person. I'm going to stuff this up. So I um, thankfully have the money in the plan for someone to manage all the finances. They obviously know this woman cannot do this. <laughs> no, you've obviously <laughs> communicated that effectively in your meetings. Well, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried, right? So, um, yeah, and it does help me and it keeps me accountable and yeah, so she will then meet with me before our reviews and we will go over everything. She will keep on track of how many support worker hours have I used, what have I got left, oh, all sorts of great things. Um, yeah, and when I've got fatigue, like we all do, then she will give me some space and say, okay, we can have a little bit of a break, but then she'll come back and say, come on, it's time to do this again now. Yeah, it's it's been terrific for me and and in turn what does that mean for me that means that it's really great for my daughters to have their mum less harassed and to have support as well so mandy have you ever been into the ndis portal yourself no (laughs) (laughs) so you don't even have to log into that thing no, and I'm just, I just couldn't do it. I didn't know how to do it. I, yeah, it makes me sound like an idiot, but I it just, doesn't. it's not my thing. It's not my strength. And I'm really thrilled that I've got other people to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I've got so many friends that are self-managed and they're like, oh, I'm buying this or I'm getting that. And I think, okay, I don't quite have that flexibility, um, but that's okay with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a balance. So it doesn't, You've have you ever come up against any issues of not having enough control and choice with what you're doing with the funds? No, no. I'm, everything that we've asked, needed has always been able to happen. So great AFOs, um, support worker hours. With Molly's been on quite a couple of camps. So she will go, um, she's going on this week with her support worker 
So to be able to be around teenagers for a week, but I know that a support worker is there, that is just joy. Her support worker drives her to school a couple of mornings and afternoons a week. That has decreased her anxiety by a gazillion because going on the buses to specialist schools is quite taxing, tiring, stressful. So um, being able to have support workers to drive her to school has been life-changing. Yes, yay for the support workers. It's really lovely to hear that your experience with the NDIS has been a good one. What happens in the lead up to planning meetings for the girls? Do you get them very involved in goal setting? Um, Moving towards that for Millie because she is 17, so she's going to start taking on more of that for her. Um, With Molly, yes, you know, it just depends on the day, how the wind's blowing. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she has a lot of say, like I tried to engage an art therapist. No, we'll not do it, you know. So there's all sorts of things that she will absolutely say yes or no to. So, um, yeah, she... Funny little button. You present her with the options and she has a strong opinion one way or the other. She really does. And I suppose like, you know, we've just come out of two years lockdown in Melbourne. I think we had that, we definitely had reviews on the phone in 2020. And I remember being quite nervous about that because I quite like being in person because I want the person to see me in all my harassment. (laughs) I'm disheveled. Yeah, on the phone. She's not going to know how stressed I am, right? But um, (laughs) she was really terrific on the phone. And and I actually think that it was better. It was clearer for me to be on the phone than to drive somewhere, book in half a day, sit there, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. We we love the phone. Pl- I mean, we have a great planner who's helped us get a really yeah. good plan. We're about to move off the early intervention and then, gosh knows, yeah. into LAC land and stuff. I'm really nervous. Yes. That's yes. next year's problem. Um, but I love yeah. the phone plan. It's just an yeah. hour. It's not this It was whole- great. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. Maybe- so that's probably what's going to change in the future is that the girls are getting, turning into adults. So I'm in the next stage like you are moving. I'm moving into them becoming adults. So that will be an interesting next plan. I think it's quite different to at the moment, full-time school, that sort of thing. Yes. So, But I'm actually really optimistic and hopeful about that because I've seen people ahead of me that have got, you know, their their early adults doing awesome things, work and having support workers help them create businesses. And like I'm ticking away on what we can do. Um, And I was dreading that in terms of this is going to fall all on me. Um, But I don't, I feel quite optimistic about moving out of the school system and building her future with the help of the NDIS. I really, really do. I'm not making that up. Isn't that amazing? And parents, you know, five, 10 years ago would not have felt the same way. We would not have felt the same way. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Lucky. Yeah. Very Um, lucky. I'm I'm I I feel extremely lucky. And you all you have to do is speak to women ahead of us on the journey that did not have this support. And it made it makes a huge difference to our parenting. Um, what advice, Mandy, do you have for other parents who want to outsource? the managing of the NDIS plans? What advice yeah. do you have for them? Oh, I think it'd be great if you can find someone that you think is going to stick around because it is a working relationship. I mean, it's difficult, right? But yeah. maybe um, they're like see if you can find a company that you think might have some longevity. Um, be, be thankful that you've got someone alongside you to ask questions, bounce stuff off. Be grateful that we that you have been allocated this in your plan. I am grateful for it. 
Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and also, I mean, it just depends on your personality type. My personality type is a little bit more go with the flow. I can accept someone telling me what to do. I'm grateful for it. Fair enough. And I think it makes sense as well as the girls get older. They probably don't want their parents all over their NDIS plan. Totally. And, and, and that's going to be the future for Molly because she has an intellectual disability. So I think that will be quite seamless. We have a relationship with Felicity. She will then hopefully take that over and do that with Molly. And I might be able to step out of that and get out of everyone's way. And I think that will that's the role of the mum coming into early adulthood. Yeah, step back. Step back, Mandy. Yeah. Stop talking. Get out of there. <laughs> Stop booking in art therapist. She doesn't want one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you to Mandy for this lovely chat. And be sure to check out Two Peas in a Podcast, and in particular, their episode with Mandy's support coordinators, if you haven't already. You'll find a link to this in the show notes. A big thanks also to Higher Up for supporting me in making this podcast. And this brings us to the end of season one of NDIS Know How. I'll be taking a short break before getting into the swing of season two. So if you want to learn more about how to get the most out of your kids' NDIS plan, why not come along to Higher Up's Navigating the NDIS webinar series on the first Tuesday of each month. To register, check out higherup.com.au forward slash events. Thanks for tuning in to NDIS Know How and I'll catch you again soon.